You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. <laughs> Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. I'm Leah Merrill. Join in studio with Steve Peters and joining us remotely from his vacation. Always on the clock is uh, Craig Morgan. How are you doing today, Craig, on your vacation? I had this plan where I was going to do the show from outside, like in front of this tropical setting and really flex on you guys. And then one of the houses nearby started construction, had banging hammers and saws. So I had to bring it inside. And now I've got this glare behind me from a window. So I'm not okay. feeling as good about it now. That's all good. Well, how's your trip been so far? It, Craig? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. It's been relaxing. Um, just just the four of us. Actually, I should say the six of us because the two dogs are here, too. <laughs> yeah. Took the dogs, been chilling out, um, went, been eating out. We really haven't exerted any kind of effort. Uh, my wife and kids are at the beach right now while we do the show. So it's all good. Lovely. I know sun's not shining here. Craig. No, it's chilly here. It's been days. It's shining here. It's shining Leah's here. really cold. Nice. You know why Leah's cold, Craig? You too. <laughs> I, I saw. I saw. No, for go, those. Go so no, so, yeah. So nobody else knows this. So I went in a, I went on a hot air balloon ride this morning Two of my friends are in town from Toronto. I haven't seen them in two years. And she said, let's go on a hot air balloon ride. So we did. We had to be there at 6.30 a.m. So I'm a little tired this this morning. It's literally 2 (laughs) p.m. That just goes to show. Um, It was cold up there. It was cold a mile above ground, I will say. So I'm still a little chilled um, from that. Yeah, no chance. Craig, you've done that before? I have, yeah, it's really have you? cool, actually. Yeah, no, no chance. It was cool. I thought I would be much more scared than I was, and it was so funny. He goes like, "We need to go over some ground rules," and I'm thinking he's gonna say like, "Don't hang over the edge." Like, no, he was just like, "No." So when we land, you just have to squat a little, and like that's literally all he said. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> that was your prep and training. Oh yeah, that's it. We're just in the basket. Okay, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Do you have a height issue, Petey? Yeah. No, I just I like the ground better. Like, why would I leave? But I did see I did see some coyotes running in the wild. Yeah, I'm so. afraid of heights, Craig. And then some man from North Dakota who was like with us. He was like, "Oh, aren't the coyotes the hockey team here?" And I said, "They sure are." And he said, "They're bad." <laughs> I said, "Yes, wow. they are." <laughs> That's a knowledgeable hockey guy. So, oh, it was it was a that? good time. Yotes Look, fan in Thailand. Wow, thank you for the Yotes fan in Thailand debug. Wow, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, in Thailand. Craig. That's impressive. Never, never been there either. That's awesome. I don't. Have, I don't want to leave if I don't have to. I don't want to go anywhere, unless I have to. 
I want to stay on my couch and watch movies or TV. Well, thank you for joining us in the studio today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I made it. Well, the the NHL keeps uh, postponing games, so it yeah. really feels like we haven't done a post game show in ages. So we keep, you know, doing these afternoon shows, trying to fill the air while <laughs> we wait. Honestly, for the, you know how long it's been since season. I've seen a Coyote game because I had my little break where I took some time off. I can't remember the last Coyotes game I saw. Was it the Dallas Stars? The last one I did? I don't know. Craig and a I long did the, time ago. It was the Ducks, right? On a Friday night. Yeah, the Craig? Ducks on a Friday you guys did. And then you did the Wednesday one by yourself. It's, and I yeah. haven't seen a Coyotes game in weeks. In we- it's crazy. And they haven't lost in two weeks. I know. Too, hey. I haven't seen a loss. So that's <laughs> good. Unbeaten yeah. road trip. Not beaten in two weeks. It's been impressive. I know. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, that's right. They they won. They won that. their last game, so they haven't lost in like twelve days. Well, we'll see how that goes. We got t- tomorrow, yeah, so, so we're gonna be back talking okay, hockey so, tomorrow. So it seems like tomorrow is gonna be back on. We thought we would take the opportunity today. Craig normally does his mailbag. Uh, it's, it's a written format on gophnx.com, but we decided we'll just flip it into a live show. So everyone has been sending in their questions on Twitter or through the members only Discord. Um, we also welcome questions in the chat. We'll start them and save them for the end so please if you have questions or if they come up while we're talking you can put them in the youtube chat and we will get to them so we're going to talk about all sorts of things and i think we should start with the relevant thing which is that the, the nhl seems like it's going to resume tomorrow <laughs> yes longest undefeated trick of the season it will never be like this again <laughs> um so we'll, we'll start with with the most recent news which is that well, it seems like the NHL is going to resume tomorrow, but they did postpone more games um, today. Luckily, the Coyotes game wasn't one of those. So we will be back in action tomorrow night against San Jose at 8.30 p.m. Arizona time. <laughs> it's fine, but <laughs> it's fine. The one game that didn't get was exactly. like the super late game. But um, this week, the NHL and NHLPA agreed to, um, to temporary changes to the CBA to accommodate for these issues with covid so they have brought back taxi squads which we saw um in last season um craig can you explain how taxi squads work and what they are <laughs> yeah well it, it's weird this season right I, I mean you look you can have we, we knew it was a, a maximum of six players if you you can even put a goalie on it which the coyotes have already done with with joseph koshanash um there are emergency. You want all these details? <laughs> yeah, why not? Teams don't have to use them. Uh, no one can be on it more than 20 days. There are eligibility requirements. Um, so you can't be on it if you're on an NHL roster as of December 22nd, um, with the exception of emergency recalls um, or waiver exempt, or if you were on an NHL roster at least 75% of the regular season or played in 16 of a team's last 20 games through December 22nd. So there is, those are the really fine points. Um, so, so the purpose ahead. of them is for if a bunch of players went down with COVID on the team that they could quickly fill yeah. the gaps. Yep. That, yeah. That's, Just like last year. Yeah. So we have the Coyotes taxi squad here uh blake spears boko imama michael carsona cam crotty ladislav kolyachana there good. it is and yosef kojanaj which i couldn't get the accents in with that font i know you're a stickler about accents craig but it just the font on photoshop simply would not accept them <laughs> but there's the coyotes taxi squad so that's who they'll have on deck going forward yeah and the big thing too not only are they quickly and readily available if someone else is on covid they're in theory they're in the same bubble 
or area. They don't have to travel to get to wherever the team is. They're around the team already. So hopefully it makes them less susceptible than having a team. If you're calling them up from Tucson that they're playing in Stockton this week, and it, it limits their travel as well and keeps them in closer proximity to the players. Hopefully this helps keep games from being paused and, and canceled and postponed between now and the all-star break. Does it? I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if this five-day Christmas thing really helped. We only have three games tomorrow. There's none today. 13 were scheduled. They postpone all of those. Three of the four games tomorrow are, are supposedly going to happen. Talked to I know Craig did too. Talked to a lot of people at the Coyotes today. Everyone is anticipating playing tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, the thought is there will be a hockey game tomorrow for the Arizona Coyotes. And let's hope they get these in now. Like, Let's start playing again. Uh, because I know the players really want to now that the Olympics have been canceled. The players really want to get and the PA want to have part of that be a, a legitimate break. So let's hope we can start playing hockey again. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll just I guess we'll just dive right into the questions because some of the questions are relevant to this. Um, so I'm kind of tr- I'm going to try and keep them based on theme. Um, so our first question from our members only discord from Karen, what's the latest on the pause sounded like more coyotes went into protocols. It feels like the pause didn't necessarily help much. Is that just because things are still shaking out at this point, even vaccinated, even if they played, I'm not sure how ready I am to use my tickets. What was the purpose of the pause, I guess, would be is the the question. Yeah, I mean, the, they hope to get it under control. But look, the when, when you look at all the forecasting for this latest variant, uh, it's expected to roll through through January. So I, I fully expect to see more postponed games. We got some more already. Uh, and and I, I don't know that the pause is going to have a major impact. I think we're going to see more games postponed and then they're going to try and use that that three week break in February to make up some of the games and maybe have to move some out, especially when you're talking about the Canadian cities. If, if they're playing to less than full capacity, do you move some of those games to the end of the season with the hope that you can have a full crowd in the, in the arena so that you can make more money? There, there are lots of things on the table right now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, if, you know, you're looking at the other sports, how they're handling this and, and a little differently than hockey. The biggest issue hockey has and has always had with this is their ability to cross the Canadian border. Yeah. You, you look at, at football doesn't have it at all. And basketball has got the team in Toronto that has moved in the past. They played, they in, Tampa. They played yeah. in Tampa for the whole year. So they can displace one team out of Canada and put them in the States if they have to. Right. If they have to baseball, they put the Blue Jays in Buffalo. You can't displace all the teams in the NHL that are playing north of the border, you can do what they did last year, but now it's too late to separate them into their own division. Best case scenario, this gets under control, but what you did over the pause is you sent guys home. Like guys flew home all over the country. I, to me, that doesn't make any sense. And how are we going to control that? Right, Craig? Like, why would we yeah. send guys all over the country and then fly them back here going through airports? To right. me, that's not mitigating risk, but yeah, I, and speaking of, uh, you know, the COVID protocols, Leah, I think we have a list of the coyotes yes. that were in the protocols or have come we out. Do. Yep. That, so there it is. in uh, most recently, 
yesterday, Christian Fisher and Ilya Lubushkin into the COVID protocol. Liam O'Brien's been in since December 20th. Galchenyuk's been in since the 17th, but he's eligible to return the 28th, which is tomorrow. Um, now exiting the COVID protocol, Lawson Kraus is out and Jay Beagle is out, but Jay Beagle is, of course, still injured. So um, we probably won't see him back for a while, but we could possibly see Kraus and Galchenyuk back this week, which would be great. But it just it's like a revolving door, it seems like, of players in and out of, of the protocol. Yeah, that's the league wide, too. San Jose right now, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. San Jose doesn't have anybody in the protocol yeah. right now. So that's, again, why I'm, I'm fairly optimistic that there aren't going to be a flood of positive tests for those two teams tomorrow. We can actually play a hockey game. Yeah, and there's there was testing today before the Coyotes left for San Jose. So we're still, you know, we'll wait to see what happened there if any more guys went into the protocol today. The Coyotes have, I mean, if you count it now, I think it's between injuries and COVID protocols. I think they have 10 guys out of the lineup, which is just insane. And you're still playing a game. But they're, it's basically the Tucson Roadrunners going on the road to uh, face San Jose. And, and if they if they get more guys, then, you know, you may see those taxi squad guys filling those spots as well. Yeah, exactly. And also, Craig, that brings up a point that I forgot to mention that we have an injury update on Jacob Chikrin. Um, and who was who was the other one that it was uh, Ryan Dezingle? Yeah. So what can you tell us about their injury? Yeah. Bill Armstrong told me today that it, it looks like neither of those guys will be back before the second or third week of January. So the upper body injuries. Um, so they're going to be about those guys for a little while longer. Obviously important players, again, fact, uh, factor in the fact that they're they're not really trying to win this season. Maybe it doesn't matter as much, but, you know, you just hope those guys can get back and get healthy. Yeah. So we had a question on Twitter and we're, we're going to get more into the impact that the taxi squad and all of that will have on Tucson. We'll, we'll, to get into all of that probably on a different show but um los coyote steve on twitter asked is the reintroduction of the taxi squad hurt or help our development system well i think and then pd i'd like you to weigh in on this because i mean you have the uh perspective of a coach but i think if it's only a month long it's not going to have a major impact on these guys this year i i think you know last time around some of the guys talked about it as almost feeling like an off season where you could do skill development. You could work on things that you wouldn't have time to do during a season. At the same time, you can't replace those game reps. So they, they lost a season of playing in games and, and the experience, the confidence that that would provide. So I think in the long term, a taxi squad is not necessarily a great thing for the players. Not a lot of them liked it. They, they kept a stiff upper lip, but I don't think it's good for them in the long run. Again, the yeah. short term, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. And yet there's so many issues with it. It's great you're getting the individualized practice time and the skill work, but you're talking about six guys on the ice at a time. You can't accomplish any full ice drills, can't do any flow drills, can't do any scrimmaging drills. You're really, really limited. And to Craig's point, most importantly, you're not playing games. So for me, this is horrific for these players' development. Yes, they'll get more one-on-one attention, and that's great. Um, the proximity to the NHL team if they can get into games, that helps their development. But in the overall scheme of things, it is bad for the American League. It's bad for the American League player. Let's hope it's limited to a month. Because in one month, I think everybody can ride it out. And if we're talking at the first week of February and everybody can go back to what they're doing, I think it makes the American League schedule legitimate then, um, that it's not a full taxi squad where you're not taking your best players. And I will say that too, the Coyotes will go more into who they took and who they didn't take. Like, you know, you don't see a Victor Soderstrom there. You're not seeing those type of players. You don't see Ivan Prozvitov on that list. So I have to say the Coyotes are going, okay, here's some guys 
that can play in the NHL if they have to, but it isn't going to hurt Tucson by not being there either. It's an interesting mix of players, and we'll talk about that more as yeah. time goes on too. But but there are teams that sent their best players from the American League there, and then their American League team is going to suffer. It's it's a mess that I hope a, a month from now has, has all gone by the wayside and we're back to normal. Yep. All right. Well, I'm just going to run through these questions in, in no particular order now. We got a lot of questions. Thank you so much to everybody who submitted questions. And we'll start with the questions from our members only Discord, which if you want to be a part of, you can do so by becoming a member at gophnx.com, where you can get access to all the written content and join that Discord and get um, merchandise deals. If you see PD is wearing his brand new, brand new Cody Cody. purple. Cody Coyote shirts. I also got my shirts. Craig, did you get your shirts? My kids both have their shirts. They're, they're in fact both wearing them today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very nice. Repping in California. I love right. it. You know um, what's weird is today I, I'm looking out the window of our house and somebody went riding past on a bike with a Taylor Hall Coyotes jersey on. Just what? blew me away. Yes. I was like, what am that I seeing here? So obscure wow. in, Cal- <laughs> in California. Seriously, too. Right? Oh my gosh. Well, if you want to check out those shirts, check out the PHNX locker, become a member at gophnx.com. Um, and you can join the discord where these questions were sent in. So first question from Jack, uh, with COVID putting the NHL on pause again, could it give the Coyotes more time to get to bridge the gap to Tempe and get that all squared away? I, I don't think the two are related, to be honest. Um, yeah, the pause isn't going to impact Tempe's deliberations at all or impact, you know, the talks that ownership is having or or, or hopes to have with, with Tempe. They can't they can't talk to him right now. But, yeah, I don't think they're related at all. When Craig, what's our next news from Tempe? Like, when are we going to hear from Tempe officially again? Do we know? Is there a date? Is there a committee meeting? Nope. The, listen, there, there, there are council meetings, of course. But, you know, count, at council meetings – what they do is discuss city business. So, you know, yeah, they're going to talk about the Tempe deal, but that that's, I mean, that's the regular course of business. That's not really news. Uh, it's, it's a matter of the, the Tempe city council deciding when, when it's going to reach that point where it's ready to make a decision and they have not commented publicly. They've been consistent in saying they're going to take their time. We've heard all sorts of uh, speculation on when that could be. Some people said it was going to be by the end of the year. Some said January, some said now late February. Who knows? The the city council has not said, so we'll just have to wait. All right. Next question on the subject of arenas. Um, Vagoda on the Discord asks, have you been able to obtain any records or statements from the State Fair and Exposition Board about any negotiations with the Coyotes regarding the Coliseum? Has the board addressed the safety issues identified this summer with the Veterans Memorial Coliseum? Yeah, all, all we know about the Coliseum in terms of talks with the Coyotes is the stuff that all of us have already reported on when we did the tour of the Coliseum. There haven't been any talks since then, since late September, as my understanding um, is as far as the uh, addressing of safety issues, I know that's in reference to a story that I think ABC 15 did during the uh, the audit that was going on at the Coliseum. Um, I have been told that basically all of those have either been addressed or are in the process of being addressed. I think some of that may have been overblown a little bit too, though. So um, approach that with a little bit of caution, that report. I'm not sure all of that was quite as extreme as it was made out to be in that story. And the disappointing part, Craig, for us is that I'd like to believe that there's some secret meetings going on <laughs> with, with you know, the, the exposition state fair and exposition board and the Coyotes, and they're getting a deal done, and there's new ice plants getting ordered, but that's not happening. 
Like yeah. this, there is just no talks between these two groups. There is no real plan that this is going to be something that they're going to use moving forward, at least in the near future. And I, I maybe, maybe there's super secret double probation meetings that we don't know about. Maybe, but, but on the surface, there's no discussion that this isn't happening. They had better discuss it because uh, you got to have a plan B, as we've talked about so many times. Right? And they better have a plan C. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Glendale isn't B. happening, and, yeah. and I know there are some people that still think Glendale is happening. Yeah. I don't think Glendale is happening. Now, maybe they could shock us. And, and, and who knows? Maybe they could shock us. But I don't get the sense that Glendale is happening. So what's your plan B? Is it playing in Tucson and Prescott Valley? I mean, that's that's a that's a crazy proposition, Petey. And I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. How, how do you year. think the NHLPA would feel about that? And one year at the most, right? Yeah, it's, sure. Maybe you could do it for a year. Him. But would the PA even sign off on that? That might be an issue. There might be a grievance there. That, I don't know. I don't know how the PA feels about it yet. I'm actually trying to find out. But I don't know that that would fly with the PA, let alone the stress that you're putting on your coaching staff, your players, your your equipment staff, your training staff. It's insane. That's That's not a good solution. They should be looking at the Coliseum. We've said this over and over and over again. Unless, of course, they can get back to Glendale, which doesn't look likely. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from arena talk, um, Jay Prolazy in the Discord asks, have the first 30 games changed your mind on who is untouchable on this roster? Who do you see as being on the trade block? I think <laughs> who do you see as being on the trade block isn't the question as much as who is untouchable because who is on the trade block, I would say, is everyone almost. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. I mean, who's not point, on the trade block would be the question. Well, I don't want to call it the trade block because that that that's that sing, signifies that you're actually actively trying to move guys versus listening. I'm not sure they're. I don't think they're shopping these guys necessarily. I just think that Bill Armstrong will have to listen to any any offer that he gets because that's your job as a GM, right? They field these calls all day long. This is what GMs do, and if someone comes and knocks his socks off with an offer for Jacob Chikrin, he's got to listen to it, but it's going to have to be that type of offer to get Jacob Chikrin out of here because he's on a team-friendly contract. They still think he's a, a very elite player in spite of, you know, a couple months of struggles this year. You just don't move a guy like that who could be a core piece, especially at his age, right? Um, some of the other guys, look, we, we've speculated on this before. Phil Kessel is probably going to get moved. I think Johan Larson probably has some market value as a, as a depth guy that you'd want to add for toughness, for faceoffs, you know, a matchup center. And then you look at the guys on expiring contracts. If if there's any value for some of those older guys, I don't know, probably not. But even the guys that are RFAs are Lawson Krause and Christian Fisher, guys that other teams might be looking at. You could, you could just go down the list here, guys. I, I, look, this is a full-on rebuild. So if they get the right offer, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's untouchable at this point. I think in the, in the offseason, we were sitting here saying Jacob Chicken was the guy that was untouchable. Yeah maybe at one point we talked about Keller, but that was more of his unmovable contract, not an unmovable player. I Just with what you see on Jacob Chikrin's stat line right now, leading the NHL in plus minus, um, he's not putting up the numbers that he had put up last season. If there's a good offer, they're going to listen. I mean, it, yep. but to Craig's point, it's going to have to be, like we're talking first round picks with players and prospects, they're not going to let a player of Jack 
Jacob Chikram's status and caliber walk away for free. But there is, in my opinion, there is nobody in this franchise that is untouchable. Right now. And and on the subject, uh, Nick in our YouTube chat had asked, at what point did Ghost and Kessel become marketable? Recorded the way in. Um, so are injuries on other teams still the only way to move them? Who might be interested? Okay. I, I would Again, I would say Kessel is certainly a guy that they'll look to move, and they're just looking for a good offer for Phil Kessel, which they, they haven't received yet. But Shane Goss's bear is not on the block. I don't think they're going to move him this year. I think that's uh, a move that they'll look to make next year when he's on an expiring contract. I don't think he's going anywhere this year. I agree. And we, we talk about the all-star break coming up and you talk about the player that, that most likely will go from the Coyotes to me. There's two, there's, there's Clayton Keller and, and Shane Gossesbear. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to have the Shane Gossesbear represent this team at the all-star game in, in Vegas. Again, if the right offer presents itself, he's a player that, that I think, the numbers have shown that he is tradable. Like he's he's had a rejuvenation of his career. He's played well. He's put off offensive numbers. But to Craig's point, the, will the value for the Coyotes be better at either A, at the draft, or B, into next season? Yeah, but you also have to look at his contract, right? Does anybody want to absorb that contract right. for one-plus seasons? That's that's difficult to do for a team. So you, right. probably, you look next year. I, everything that I've been told is that Shane Gossespierre isn't being traded this season. So we have some fun I, we have fun questions, but I want to leave the fun stuff for the end. But uh, one last one for now from the Discord from John. After Saturday, are Coyotes fans in a better place than Cardinals fans? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That's Can you tough. believe this? That wild card tough. team now? They're a wild card team. Uh, that a 7-0 and start and what you've gone through? Like, I, at least the Coyotes fans, we know what we're in for, right? I know. Like, we know we're going to talk about the building. We're going to talk about everybody being traded. And we're talking about losing. And we got it. I think we're Coyotes fans it. are... Craig, is that wine or water? It's just water. Oh, okay, we're checking. It's a it. wine glass, As though. We check the time. <laughs> we're, we're clearly, clearly not above that. I mean, oh, I could clearly. be lying. It could be You're, straight vodka. But you are on vacation. Yeah. I wouldn't judge. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I gotta admit, right now the Coyotes fans are in a little bit more I of a chill so space, a little more chill, right? I think so too. I, three, I do. Three and five in their last eight. Is that right? Yeah. So. That's brutal, guys. If I read the matchup, right, if they were to start the playoffs today, would they go to Tampa and face Tom Brady? You know, Maybe. Craig, I, I don't I, I have enough trouble trying to keep track of the Coyotes. I, don't, <laughs> I know it's not I mean, going well for them, so I'll take the nod. Coyotes fans are better off today. Yeah. Than Cardinals. Now, in a no. couple of weeks when they're in the playoffs and yeah. the Coyotes have lost eight in a row. <laughs> Then maybe. But right now the Coyotes are on an undefeated yeah. streak of on one in a row. Yeah, one in a row. Like wings. they don't want to go to Tampa. Like no. I, I could see if look if the Cardinals could get something back on track here in the last couple games, and you have to go to LA or go to Dallas. I could see a win there as a wild card team. But I don't. You don't want to go to Tampa or Green Bay. Those yeah. those are those are losses, and you're a, a first round exit for a team that that had the best record in the NFL and looked like a legitimate. Super Bowl contender just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. All I'm saying is I have lost some money on the Cardinals this year. So my New Year's resolution is to stop betting on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but I am going to 
continue to bet because I do so on DraftKings and it's very easy to use. I actually had a free bet from Christmas that they gave, which luckily, so not luckily, but I used it on the Cardinals, but luckily it was a free bet. So I didn't actually lose my own money. Yeah, Mike confirms that it would be Cardinals at Tampa. Yikes. Um, but this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, if you sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet a dollar on any t- NFL team to score, you can win $100 in free bets, which is pretty much a given. Um, it's Monday, so you can bet on the game tonight and get your $100 in free bets very easily. You can also um, do same game parlays if you want to make it a little more exciting for yourself or just get your feet wet um, trying out different ways to bet. DraftKings is super, super Super easy to use. Even I know how to use it, and I'm not a betting aficionado like Petey has become. Team Canada and the over at the World Juniors. Oh, look at that. Hammer it. All right. There's your little tidbit. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet a dollar on any team to score $100 in free bets. That's 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay. Carrying on in our questions, we have... Uh, Mark on Twitter asking, do you know what happened to the Coyotes plane? I used to pass it by, pass by it parked at Sky Harbor, but now I never see it anymore. Do you know? I, mean, yeah, I, I do know. On a plane, right? Don't they use Swift now? I do know. They they changed carriers. The, the yeah. carrier that had the Coyotes logo on the tail and you'd see it at when you drove by the I-10, that was their previous carrier. They no longer fly with them. They have a new contract with a new carrier, and that new carrier does not give and dedicate one specific team to or plane to the Coyotes. They may use one of multiple planes because they fly. a. a so no more a, decorated plane? No, because they fly a lot of different teams, so it's whatever ta- plane is available for that on that day. So they don't have a dedicated plane anymore. What happened to the one that was decked out in Coyotes? Logo? If it's not there anymore, it's it's gone back to its home base, which is in Dallas. Actually, huh. the more you know. Look at that. All right, uh, Todd on Twitter asked, "How long did it take you to memorize all the Coyotes players and their jersey numbers this season? And don't all those sixes, sevens, and eights simply make you dizzy?" <laughs> Yes, and to be honest, I don't even think I've even memorized them yet. Like, Petey and I sit here every night. And it's like, who's who's that number? And especially with all the Tucson call-ups. Like, well, injuries, call-ups, oh my COVID. God. Like, honestly, it's, <laughs> yeah. Thank God for the internet. That's all I'm saying. You know who the, the only two people that have those memorized are? Matt McConnell and Bob Hedos. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, Bob knows what the ro- roster numbers are for next year. That's how prepared Bob Heathouse is. I think Bob knows the stats for every player for like the past decade. Unreal. So, yeah, he is unreal, unreal. Oh my gosh, Did, were you gonna say something else, Craig? Nope, okay, all right, moving on. Next Twitter question. First class vibe merchant. Interesting name. Um, would you ever do a who says no article or show where all of us idiots can send you our fake trades and you run them by your league sources for grades? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I, I yeah, and we we actually used to do this at the Athletic. I I don't have a, a big problem with it. It's just how often do you want to go to your league sources and say, hey, you want to play a game with me? <laughs> like, yeah, they don't have anything better to do with their time than to shoot down all of the uh, fan trades that I throw their way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in. We want to get a case of beer and sit around here and cut all these trades apart. I'm in. So okay. as a season, if we get another pause, Craig, we might have to do it. Okay. You guys, you two get Bill on the show when I'm not here and you can run perfect. all these trades. All right, perfect. Okay, it's perfect. perfect. We'll, we'll do that for sure. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Cindy on Twitter asked, and 
wanted to make it clear this is not an arena or a chicken trade question yeah. um but if anyone knows is there an update on the Bally sports streaming app they promised I have asked about it, actually. I have asked about it, and I'm probably going to get an answer in the next couple of days. So when I do, Cindy, I'll let you know. All right. Stay tuned for that one, Cindy. Uh, Mike on Twitter asks, what percentage of Chikrin's poor play is due to him not happy with being here or the Coyotes and the Coyote situation versus just a poor team? Whew. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I know Jacob Chickren's a kind of player, and believe me, this there's a lot of players that play like this. When they're confident things are going their way, they play better. Chickren's a guy that needs to have that confidence to play well, and he clearly hasn't found that niche this season to this point. Although, as of late, before he got hurt, he was shooting the puck more. He was, I mean, he's, he's still leading the team in ice time, so he's getting those minutes, and he's getting important minutes. He's just not offensively as successfully was a year ago. So, you know, yeah, you need good players around you to get points. You got to have other people score when you're on the power play to get points. You can't just create assists if you're not scoring goals. So having an offensively challenged team definitely hurts his production without a doubt. But he is a guy that needs to play with confidence. And right now he just hasn't been able to put it together this season and it's hurt him. Yeah. You got to play top power play minutes too right there's such a long chunk of time where he's he's not on the top unit which yeah. is i mean shane gossisberry understood it because of the way he could run a power play but i mean that's where chick's going to get some of his points if you put him on the power play and, and get him in that right spot but yeah, yeah it's, we, it's, said, it's, we said it before craig he, he didn't forget how to play hockey like yeah, jacob yeah. chicken is still the same elite player that he was a year ago Maybe he's not getting the opportunities. Maybe he doesn't have the confidence. Maybe it's a mix of the team isn't as strong around him. And maybe his attitude has slipped. It's hard to lose every day and come there. Hey, this is a great place to be. And I'm going to play really hard. It's hard to do that. So all of those things together have, that's the season Chickwood's having. Do I anticipate this is going to be two, three, four years? Of, no, he's a really, really good hockey player. Jacob Chickwood's going to be fine. So whether he stays here through the end of this rebuild and he's a star for this team or he gets traded to bring assets to help this team win, Jacob Chikrin is going to be just fine throughout his career. Yeah, I think so, too. There's just too much talent there. Well, speaking of talent, we actually got quite a few questions about um, Dylan Gunther, who right now is playing for Team Canada in the World Juniors. And I think everyone... Not everyone, but a lot of people were kind of surprised that he had some low minutes. So quite a few questions on Twitter about from from Brandon, from Bill Armstrong's burner, from Mike um, about Dylan Gunther and his low minutes. Any word on why that is or what we can expect to see from Dylan Gunther in the World Junior Tournament? Well, it's a coach's decision. Dave Cameron's the head coach and um, there's no injury with Dylan Gunther. I can tell you that um, why he made that decision. I honestly, I don't know. I, I'm not inside that locker room. I, I don't have access to Dave Cameron right now, but I did watch the game. Petey, I don't know what you thought, but I thought in his limited ice time early in that game, Dylan Gunther looked really good. I thought he was skating with pace. I thought he created an opportunity, a couple chances. I don't, I don't really understand it. One thing I would say, when you look at all the forwards, all but three of them are 2002 birth years, right? So they're older. Dylan Gunther's a 2003 uh, two of the three guys that were not are the presumed number one overall picks the next two years, Shane Wright and Connor Bedard. And the other guys, Mason McTavish, who was the number three overall pick last year. So you've got elite players in that birth year of 2003 that that we're seeing more minutes, but not many of them. So I'm sure age is somewhat of a factor. But, you know, I, I, 
I don't know why Dave Cameron decided that Dylan Gunther didn't belong out there, but these tournaments are so fluid too. the world juniors. Things can change quickly where you have an injury or somebody, you know, somebody else goes cold or a number of other situations. He could still have opportunities. So I wouldn't panic about one opportunity, you know, in, in this game, not, not having the opportunity to play a lot of minutes. And even if he doesn't get the minutes throughout this tournament, that doesn't mean that if he's back with the team next year, he won't get that opportunity. Yeah, like <laughs> we're talking about one game for yes. arguably the best under twenty team in the world, right? Like, relax. Yeah, how did Shane Doan do in the World Juniors? Oh, that's right, he didn't play. <laughs> like, so we're talking about making the best junior team in the world, and he and he played a little bit in game one. <laughs> so, coaches right now are looking for the right mix, the right players, the right lines at the right time. They need this team to gel over the next two weeks. And if Dylan Gunther plays two, three, four minutes in game one. So be it. You know what? If he's a scratch in game two, that's fine too. This is has absolutely no bearing on what to expect as a Coyote fan. Don't be disappointed. You should be thrilled that he made this team. This team is incredible. That's a great hockey team. So that's this has no bearing on what Dylan Gunther's NHL career is going to be like. This team will, as Craig's point, they'll change lines. They will change how they play. They will change their ice time over the next two weeks. Dylan Gunther honestly could be the guy that gets the game winning goal in the gold medal game. He could, or he could be a scratch, but either way he is going to be a very good NHL play for a long time. Everybody's okay. He's getting more than a point a game right now in the Western league. He's an incredibly talented goal scorer. He is going to play hockey in the national hockey league, and we should congratulate him for just making this team. Yeah. By, by the way, Kale Hulse was not run, uh, Kale Hulse. Wow. Kale McCarr was not running the uh, first power play when he was in World Juniors either. He was relegated to the second power player. Remember that, Petey? Yeah. <laughs> Kale you McCarr. Know. Yeah. You might want to run Kale McCarr out there as your top power play guy. You also talk about a team right now that they started off behind against the Czech yesterday. They were down three to one. Like they, this will go through some dynamics. I'm just thrilled he's on the team and I'm happy that he's getting the opportunity on a world stage. Good for him. Definitely. Yeah. And but you know anything that kind of these fans can can watch it's exciting all right next one uh, question for pd oh no from his time with the yotes what are road trips like for coaches and assistants do you guys have roommates where do you sit on the plane etc hmm. here's a little inside. well the plane one I'll, I'll, that's easy so i'll start it's kind of like you used to ride the bus at school like the cool kids are in the back. So the players are in the back, like, and the more senior and more veteran players are further back, which the is call funny because normal commercial planes, you want to, you want to be in the front, front. <laughs> but the, the call-ups, the younger guys, they sit towards the front of the players section. And then it's usually a little staff section, the trainers, medical guys, and then the media, because they want to separate the media like Craig <laughs> from the players. So they don't want them to hear, but it's a plane. So you hear them. And then the coaches yeah, will be in the front anyway. Yeah, you, you listen. <laughs> and then the, the coaches are in the front. And again, just like we talked about before, you sit in order. So your general manager and head coach sit towards the front. Then the assistants are associated. <laughs> yeah, be bad on play. Assistant associates <laughs> behind that. And then, of course, the pigeon that I was was behind that next row. But coaches at the front, players in the back, road trips, no roommates. Used to do roommates, not at that level of, of the coaching staff have roommates. There, was, there have been periods of teams where – some of the staff would have roommates that has changed years and years ago. Um, 
you know, it's we the hotels they segregate. Coaches are on one floor, players are on another. So the coaches have the ability to work and get work done. We meet at the same time every morning. This was with the staff I was with. We meet at the same time. We have breakfast at the same time. We go to the rink at the same time. Um, very regimented. You usually stay with your peer group, meaning Craig spent a lot of time with the media and the PR guys. Oh, it's true. Right? <laughs> it's true. Coaches go with the coaches. Players go to dinner with the players. And that's just how it is. So we, you know, coaches dinner together, breakfast together, lunch together, work together, work out together. You spend a lot of time with your coaching staff and it, sometimes that's good, but <laughs> on a 10 day road trip through Eastern Canada, when it's 20 below, not always so good. Tensions can get a little high. And there have been times <laughs> after those long road trips, when you're spending so much time with these guys that there get to be some FU matches <laughs> that you're disagreeing over how things should be run or who's on the ice or who's playing with who. And it's some, um, they can be some trying times, but, but absolutely being part of that small group is an incredibly, it's, it's part of what I enjoyed and what I miss most about my job is traveling with that small group of guys. I really miss that. Bees asked what the money line on Morello purchasing the Caddies their own personal jet is. Yeah. Bees, I just want an arena. Please take the under. Please, let's just get yeah. an arena and then we can worry about a private plane later. Um, well, there's your little. Has he seen Major League inside on scoop. the bus? Yeah, oh, never know. mind. There's your little inside scoop to what goes on on the plane. All right, next question from Mike on Twitter. Since the Caddies are not making the playoffs, which teams are you each pulling for to win the Stanley Cup? Um, based on the former Coyotes roster, I'd like to see the Canes win. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mike. Um, who who would you each pull for to win the Cup? Well, for me, it's about people. It's about people that I've known or been around. And we we had him on, Craig and I had him on a show a couple of weeks ago. Um, if Rick Bonus could have the opportunity to, to raise the Stanley Cup, um, or one of another one of my favorite people that has been through here, uh, Dave Tippett. If Dave Tippett, he's looking, you know, the, towards the end of his career, if he had an opportunity to win a cup with the Edmonton Oilers, um, I'd like to see that. So now I don't root for teams. I root for people. And so you you see, you know, we talked about all the old guys that left. If Oliver Ekman Larson and, and Connor Garland, yeah, maybe not this year. So let, let's um, let's look for those old yotes and hopefully somebody gets an opportunity to win. Yeah, maybe Darcy Kemper can get one in Colorado. Or, yeah, I really like your uh, choice of uh, Rick Bonus or, or Dave Tippett, both of whom are nearing the the end of the line here, uh, and and uh, Rick Bonus has been close on a few occasions, really close to to tasting that sort of success. That'd be a great way for him to go out. I agree with you, Darcy Kemper too. As a player, I'd like to see that team get the success that people have expected from them. You know, our DNVR, our sister station, um, they've got a really good hockey team. If they can put it all together and Kemper can have a good run, um, be interesting to see how far they can go. <laughs> Caleb said, ooh, no cup for the Oilers. Can't have validation for their process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. <laughs> well, um, my answer would, this is not really super surprising. I mean, it has to be Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Um, just I'm shocked. I was going to say my surprise face. Yeah, it's been yeah. so long. And just for my my aunt alone, just for them to win, just for her, like I, I need that to happen. So um, it'd be good for was, hockey. It'd be good yeah, for it'd, hockey. It would be good for hockey. It'd be great for the city um, and for a lot of my family and friends. It would bring them a lot of joy. So I would love it to see that. Um, all right. Jason asked on Twitter, you're giving the Coyotes a vacation to get away from COVID and tank season. Uh, where do you take them and what do you do to refresh them? Is this them as a group? Like, we're yeah, planning a group, a, gr a group vacation. Okay, we'll pretend COVID's not a factor. Okay. 
group vacation for the coyotes where do we take them and what do we do to refresh them Hmm. Well, it's got to be warm, Craig, and I want to. We're we're doing a spa because we got we got to relax. Like we need the guys to mentally and physically. So maybe relax. like an all inclusive resort exactly. somewhere. Exactly, all inclusive resort in the sun. Perfect. Can we go sci fi? Like a memory erasing resort. <laughs> wow, wow, that's good. What's that one with Nicole Kidman? The one she had on HBO Max. And we see that that spa. Yeah, don't send them there. Oh, nine perfect strangers. Yeah, nine perfect strangers. Don't do that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be rough on the coyotes. The yeah. Nine perfect strangers model. Yeah, well, they can go maybe somewhere in the Caribbean and an yeah. all-inclusive. That yep. sounds nice. I want that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we'll go back up to some of these uh, more lighthearted questions. Fun. Uh, from Vagoda again in the Discord. What is your favorite coffee place in Arizona? Your go-to coffee order in preference of a non-coffee pastry to go with it. Well, I go to a, a local place in Gilbert, HG Roastery. That's uh, my wife and I go there a lot, and we get our beans there. They're freshly roasted. They're they're good stuff. But as far as the pastry, that that varies a bit. I don't know. <laughs> I I can go a few directions with that. I like I like chocolate croissants. That's I, always a good choice. Yeah, I have to say that croissant is like my favorite thing ever. I love it. So that has to be my my pastry item. I don't honestly go to like I make my own coffee a lot. That's like the one thing I'm like, I can make it myself. I don't want to spend money on it. I literally say as I've been sipping this Starbucks cup this whole time, um, I like press coffee. Yeah, me too. There's one uh, close to where I live. So <laughs> I like cold brew and I like myself. Uh, I was just laughing to myself. Oh, and I always get hot, hot coffee with a splash of oat milk. There's my coffee order. Okay. Pete? Yeah. I drink coffee to, to stay awake, I, not for the taste or for the experience. <laughs> I don't care where I get it from. Get HK. It from the Keurig literally in our don't front care. Room here? Don't care. It's got to be plain. I don't <laughs> Craig, want any flavors. Craig does not like our I don't Keurig. want any hazel. Keurig coffee's trash. Vanilla. I don't want any of that. But I will say, I, I find I always chuckle that I can go to a restaurant, whether it be a coffee shop or a restaurant, I can go to the counter and I would can say, I would like a tall, hot blonde, please. And nobody <laughs> looks at me sideways. Like, and I do it every time I go to Starbucks. Can I get a tall, hot blonde? And, and yes, that is your order. Cause I once got a hundred percent. It's my order. Tall, hot blonde. So there you go. <laughs> and nobody looks at me there sideways you, you and they it. don't kick me out. Oh my gosh. Just saying. All right. HK, Craig. <laughs> well, uh, Jack in the Discord wants to know, have you eaten rattlesnake before? I have not. I, nope. I've heard it tastes like chicken, but... What's the, what's, the, what's the craziest thing, like, meat you've ever had? I, I've had a escargot in France. Snails. Yeah. I mean, buffalo. I've done buffalo. I've had moose. Yeah, I've had buffalo. I've had Ooh. moose sausage. <laughs> I have not had moose. I've had venison. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't really like it either. Touch gamey for me. I didn't know I was eating moose sausage. I was just eating sausage. I was like, this doesn't taste that good. And then someone was like, oh, that's moose. Yeah, I got nothing. I was obviously in Canada during. Not a real adventurous eater. That doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, when it comes to meat, I mean, who wants to who wants to be adventurous, right? Yeah, no. No. All right. Joel, just staying on the fun question, Joel in the chat asks, best cheese for your cheeseburger? Swiss all day. Swiss all day. I like pepper jack because it adds a little spice. Sean behind the Mac agrees. Oh. I can go a few directions here, actually. (laughs) I like a blue cheeseburger. 
Blue cheese and bacon burger. Yeah, that's a good burger. I like it. Yeah, I can go a lot of directions. A really good sharp cheddar. I can yeah. go. I can even do a brie burger. That's a good stuff Ooh, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're in a different Manchego. class than me. We all do that though. What? Yeah. You, Swiss all day. Oh, I thought you were gonna say HK. No, Swiss. Mm-hmm. No, I K. I K a lot. It's Swiss. If oh, I get a cheeseburger at a restaurant, I'm getting Swiss brie. Brie on a cheeseburger. Seriously. That's very and his Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very bougie. Craig Morgan, very bougie. <laughs> As he drinks his his water. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Sean, let's send it over to some of your starred questions from the chat. What do we got? Can you see that far? Well, I, he's putting it up on oh. the screen. All right. Why does it seem that the NHL doesn't truly have a plan for this? This being the COVID situation seems more like hopes and dreams rather than an actual strategy. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, Where do I go with that one? Yeah. A coherent strategy would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, Hopefully they're coming out with one very soon because, you know, thoughts and prayers is not the way to go here. (laughs) No, and and really their whole plan was if there's COVID, we cancel the Olympics and fill games in that three-week period. That was their plan, right? And and I guess that's what we're seeing. But now you're talking about building availability, border issues, taxi squads. Like there's a lot more to it than, hey, let's cancel the Olympics and play games then. Um, I don't think there's a solid coherent plan right now today. The biggest thing, and, and I'm talking about for hockey fans and the league right now is let's hope they can get the, the outdoor classic off without a hitch. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's going to be a huge undertaking and we got to hope both teams stay COVID free for the next week because there is no backup plan there. It's not, they're flying two different teams in like it's keep those teams healthy and hope they play. All right, next one from Steven mentioned to Craig via email. Have you heard of the team holding season ticket holder money after saying we could pull it out due to COVID, being told now it can only be used for ticket purchases? I have heard the same. I have not verified that with the team. I admit, Steven, I haven't reached out to the team to ask about that yet, but a couple people have reached out to me to tell me that's the case. All right, so we will keep tabs on that one. Just continue to follow uh, Craig for all the latest info on that. Just like we do everything else. Yep, pretty much. In our life, right, Leah? What do the Yotes need to have as their New Year's resolution? We are not going to answer this because we will be releasing a New Year's Eve, New Year's themed podcast on Friday in which we will discuss this very topic. So there's your plug. Um, Follow us where you get your podcast. Where was that email? We discussed this. Who's we? Maybe it was while you were gone. I don't know. <laughs> okay. there's, there's something we have to tell you, Petey. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your playbook to the coach. Yeah. I've had that meeting before, Craig. Well, familiar with it. Oh, yeah. my Petey, God. Petey, yeah, we have a meeting. Bring your cardboard boxes. <laughs> oh, my God. That took a dark turn. <laughs> well, um, we will have that podcast episode for you coming on New Year's Eve on Friday. Um, be sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. And like I mentioned at the top, if you leave us a review and like and all of that it helps us so much so we really appreciate when you do that um and if you're watching this on youtube right now please subscribe like and follow and if you're listening on audio head over to youtube and subscribe and like and vice versa um all of it helps us immensely and we want to keep bringing you all the coyotes coverage and look at craig on his vacation i know recording a live show so we appreciate that craig was there I, you know, I tried to make sure we covered all the topics. Some of the questions we kind of answered without me having to read them. Was there uh, anything else while the three of us are sitting here live together that we wanted to get to or address related to anything? I just hope I think- we're doing hockey shows. Me too. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I just hope we get, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Let's talk about hockey soon. I hope. 
Yeah. Yep. We have, I think we missed a couple questions actually. Uh, did we get to Coyotes fan Germany's question about Akuratu? Oh no, we did not get to that okay. one. So let's see. wanted let's to know one. what the general opinion about him is in the organization and could the opinion change if there are still strong figures? I think it could change if he continues. He's on a hot streak right now, but did not have a great season last season. This is, this is a very small sample. So I would say that they're, they're encouraged by what they're seeing, um, but they want to see more. They want to see consistency from him before they, you know, plan the next step of his development or where he goes. Uh, he'll actually be one of the players in my next prospect report. So you can look for a more in-depth explanation of that coming soon. Um, Los Coyotes, Steve re asks, does the potential for reduced crowds and or lost revenues this season increase the potential returns for cap space for Bill Armstrong going forward? It could. Look, the, the NHL expects the cap to go up by a million next year. But if we get to the point where Canadian cities are losing revenue because they're playing to less than full capacity, we have a, a reduced schedule. All these things could play a role in how the cap looks next season. And, and if if the cap doesn't go up, if teams are tight again, yeah, you could be in another situation just like this past summer where a lot of teams are bumping right up against the cap. They've got some of those contracts, you know, that that they would love to move to give them some flexibility. So maybe the Coyotes would have opportunity again in those situations. All right. Was that all of them, Craig? I, I think there's one more from Jeffrey Travis. If the worst case scenario happens, I don't want oh, to. Yeah, end with I, I was like just trying to stay positive. So. <laughs> Tempe rejects the proposal. What's next? I don't know, Jeffrey. Maybe they go back to the tribe at that point and try and work something out. Nobody wants to see Tempe reject the proposal because things are looking bleak at that point. The things are looking really bleak. They have put a lot of their efforts into this proposal. And I know you've seen some of the reports out there about the airport being an issue or other things being an issues. Be careful what you believe. I mean, dive into those a little more. Remember that everybody has an agenda and there are, there are forces out there that don't want to see this arena built for various reasons, whether we're talking about the city of Phoenix or Robert Sarver, or let's be honest, the city of Glendale, because this would be competition and a, a better venue for shows if it does get built. Remember all of that when you're reading these reports about various things being issues. Politics plays a role in this. I'm not saying that's the only thing that's going to, I'm not saying that's the only thing to consider here. Clearly, they have to show strong financing. We have we really don't know much about the financing. They say it's privately funded. We don't know who the money is. We don't know how solid that is. I'm sure Tempe's looking into all that, but that that's probably another stage beyond just saying, okay, let's move forward with this this proposal. But if if Tempe rejects it outright, man, we're gonna we're we're definitely gonna need some pack therapy at that point. <laughs> we always need pack therapy here. Um also, I just want to acknowledge that uh, Debug said, stay safe, y'all. It's 5 a.m. I'm yeah, going to sleep in Thailand. Thailand. Thank you for staying <laughs> yeah. up so late Thank to you. watch our show. And also, at the very beginning of the chat, someone had said, um, I'm the first ever Polish Coyotes fan, for sure. And and they do a Polish hockey podcast. So we have a ton of international viewers today. Is that Michael Kolosinki? Yes. I see. I, I know my guys. I've been, I have been on his show. Well, and, and be on a show said, again. what are the chances to appear on an episode of your show? Well, maybe we'll have to do a, a fans or Coyotes fans yeah, international. crossover. Yeah. The, the Polish nice. crossover go, event. Hey, Craig, go find that guy in the Taylor Hall jersey on the bike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> See if he wants to be on. Well, I think we got through a lot of questions. Like Petey said, I really hope that we're back to talking about just hockey soon and we don't have to, you know, 
just focus on the arena stuff or other stuff like that. Um, so fingers crossed we'll be back tomorrow um, for a post-game show when the Coyotes take on the Sharks late tomorrow night. Um, we'll also keep continue to keep tabs on the World Juniors, keep tabs on the Tucson Roadrunners and um, and ASU too because we like to, you know, all the Arizona hockey will we'll try and stay on top of it for you. Um, PD had mentioned that what was the bet that you wanted everyone to hammer? The, the oh, the, the, the over in the Canadian World Junior Team. All right. I got it yesterday. Hammer the over. Uh, that's his That's his little uh, DraftKings tidbit. Make sure you sign up using the promo code PHNX. Bet a dollar on an NFL team to score. Get your $100 in free bets so you can do that tonight. And then use your bets on that bet if you want to um, trail PD there. Um, thank you all so much for watching, especially all of you who stayed up <laughs> obscurely late. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate you. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter. Our ads are right there at Liam Merrill, at S. Peter Hockey, at Craig S. Morgan, and our beat account at PHNX underscore Coyotes, PHNX Sports across all the platforms to get all your sports coverage. And uh, Craig, enjoy the rest of your vacation. Let's uh, hope you, nothing too major happens and <laughs> you just get to relax and Keenan and I will hold it down here in uh, in Phoenix. Appreciate you guys. I'll, I'll actually be doing you know a couple more shows with you, but we're going to knock those out, right? So yeah. But but mostly I'm going to be on vacation. So appreciate you guys holding for while I'm gone. <laughs> Enjoy, it, Craig. We'll talk Good. to you soon. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone, and we will fingers crossed see you all tomorrow for the post game show. Have a good day.